I don't, did you, I don't know, like, do you, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JB. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. Costco run, so I kind of felt like I was being American. Oh, nice. You and have Costco. More American? American baseball hat and a buffalo sweatshirt. I mean, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it cold here still? Yeah. It was uh, 26 last night. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Freaking cold. Honestly. <laughs> And I, I felt like it took like all day to to, uh, to warm up the house, even though it was super sunny. You know? Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, is it's really foggy in the morning. And like, you can't, for me, it's like, I can't tell, do I, is it my eyes? Am I not seeing right? You know, <laughs> you step outside and everything is just like, there's, it's foggy and it feels like cold on you. on like, you can touch the cold, you know, it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But then by about like, I don't even know, like 11 or so, mm -hmm. you know, it burns off and it's super sunny, but it's not warm. It's just deceiving, you know, <laughs> run out there to take some trash out or run out to the shed for something or, you know, and it's just like, whoa, what, what? man. That's the typical London fog, right? The raincoats, the, uh, the boots, uh, the umbrella. I mean, yeah, I get it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it when it's like winter. It just feels like a cold <laughs> fog. Like, cause we haven't yeah, had yeah. no rain like um, at all. It's just, everything is a bit frozen. So then when the sun hits it, it melts and everything is wet, you know? Oh so yeah. 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 Slushy. Yeah. yeah. Just, it just burns off like in a matter of an hour. Or so like my, the steam coming off my, shed because the sun pounds on it and it's frozen and when the sun starts pounding on it the steam rises off and it adds to the fog so yeah it's right. a, little bit, a little bit weird you know but um you know so how long does it stay cold there like how many many more months because i want to come when it's still kind of chilly i, I really want to visit london and paris soon Oh, and well, you better hurry up because <laughs> I know I by know. April it's springtime, you yeah. know. Before you know it, like once the once the new year hits, it's like you're already into it four months, and it's like, where's the year yeah. going? Yeah, where's the year it's gone already? Gone. Yep, I know. I was, How is cracks me up? Like I always go, oh my god, it's been what a year, man! And it's like it's only like the first week of February. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, like, I might have to I might have to do springtime in London. That would be fun. Maybe I'll do that. Yep, you gotta you gotta get it knocked out. You gotta get it sorted or you got then wait till October if not. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. Oh right. Yeah. Definitely. Right, right. Yeah. Even spring gets a little like I remember one year we went to the annual cow pie festival, which I love. <laughs> little local thing and it's got vendors that make chutneys and they got cheeses available 
and there's all kinds of farm animals everywhere. They have like a tractor show. They have motorcycles. They have old timey cars. They have axes. Nice. It's just like a, you know, every year they add something to it, but it's it's local and it's fun. But one year we went, and it's always like around mid mid. It's either the second or third week, end of May, and yeah, we went and we actually got sunburned. Oh, like in May. <laughs> It was like, it, like, oh my God, how did that happen? And then another year we went and it was freezing. So oh. May is kind of the tell-all, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much you're not going to get any more like, you know, cold snaps, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, snaps. yeah. But it's like, it's, it's so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a tough choice. You either come like late September, October, November and you know that it's going to be chilly, but right, also, you know, it, the leaves are changing and it's pretty, you know, it's interesting. And, you know, October was like, to me, the best month. Me too. Yeah. That's my year. favorite month. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not too cold, but it's starting, the weather's changing. I mean, not here, but even right. here, it gets, a little, it gets a little chillier. Like we, right. this week we had, uh, you know, not, cold at all but like not so hot like that's what my mom said like, it was like 77 yeah i was gonna say low 80s high 70s which is nice so yeah that's it that feels like a change doesn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure does yeah yeah, yeah. when it's been so. 88 <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's crazy but i um i had a um a costco run this morning and then did a little bit of stuff and then you know, I ordered a couple of PlayStation games. I ordered the Winter Olympics. And I thought, oh. well, this would be fun. You know, it'll yeah. make, it feels like winter, you know. I hated, yeah. Yeah. I hated it. I hated it. It sucked. So that was like, <laughs> back to Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I bought the old timey um, Grand Theft Autos where it's the trilogy and you can play San Andreas, Vice City, or Grand Theft Auto 3 which were all games that I used to play, but on my iPad, you know, because I didn't oh, have the gaming well. system, so I used to play on my iPad. Yeah, so yeah. When you get to play it, like, on a big screen, you know. On, on, oh, yeah. <laughs> it just feels different. So, yeah, I spent a little bit of time doing that today. And then, of course, I was on nursing duties for my my poor cat. Aw, yeah, how is been, Bruce he's, doing? He's, pretty, he's still pretty snuggly. Like, now his eyes are dripping he just, you know, like he'll be asleep and then all of a sudden he'll go, oh, it's like all this snot and his whole head is just so stuffy. So I feel really, really bad. It's the worst winter this poor cat has had. Oh, you're a good mama. Yeah, I got to keep trying to get him. You know, he feels so lousy that he's not like really eating and he only drinks from faucets. So oh. it's really hard to make sure that he's staying hydrated, you know, right, so, right. Um, you know, I'm so, I like every time I see him in the tub, having a drink, like I take a picture, I can remember that, <laughs> what time he had a drink, right, but, um, right. he's got this powder decongestant that goes into food. So, oh. but he's not eating that much. So he doesn't want his regular food because I don't think that he can smell it really well. Oh yeah. So and giving yeah. him like a little bit of tuna. And then adding a little bit of water and adding his powder decongestant because that's odorless and tasteless. But they yeah, you know, puts a little scoop into it, 
try and get it in him. But, um, you know, there's times where he just doesn't really eat it all. So, like, I'm going, oh, he didn't really get a full, you know, yeah. full dose of what he's supposed to be having. So, I know that he loves chicken. So, I got a whole Costco chicken while I was there. Cut that all up. And I and I gave him a little bit of chicken with a little bit of water and his decongestant. He had a little bit of that tonight. And then he um, had a drink. So he came finally, you know, has been coming downstairs, but just once a day, like just once in the evenings, that's it. <laughs> Checks out what's going on. He sits at the patio door. Um, yeah, it's just really hard to, to, you know, to see your cat, like not, not doing well, you know, it's tough. I remember I had a, when I had Lola, my dog, um, no matter what I did, to disguise and camouflage a pill, even the tiniest of pills, yeah. she would spit out, she would find it. I would have ketchup, I would use gravy, I would get the wet dog food, like whatever I could. I'd stick it in cheese, I'd stick it in a hot dog, like, and she would eat everything and spit the damn pill out. I would I'm find gonna, it. I'm gonna give you a tip, a hot tip on this because. <laughs> Bruce got to the point when he was on the daily steroid, mm -hmm. I had to, especially when Gemma was in Australia, because she's really good about somehow balancing it on her finger, holding his head, yeah. in his mouth and throwing it way back. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And I can't do that because I couldn't. Yeah, I, I just can't. So what I I had the, the pill pockets and for, you know, the like a week, he did really, really good. Then he kind right. of on that there was like something crunchy in it <laughs> yeah, so yeah. the whole pocket and spit out the pills so what I started doing was I would grab a little piece of kibble from his food uh -huh. break it up and uh -huh. then I would get the pill pocket put the pill in it squish it up and then cover it in the nuggets from his food bits, right right so that right. it was crunchy and he didn't oh, know that there was a pill in it. yeah <laughs> So I totally faked to them out, them. Totally <laughs> faked them out, and it worked so good. I never had a problem after that. Just putting, you know, just squeeze, just like you know, like busting a little piece of uh, <laughs> like cereal food and putting that in with the pill in the pill pocket. So yeah, smell the food, think it was his own food. Um, yeah, and that worked like a charm, man. And I just felt like I won this game. <laughs> I won this game. I totally, I totally beat him at his own game. I was, I can't even tell you. I felt like I needed a trophy for that. Well, mean about how to give them, you know, meds. It's just like, oh my God. If oh, oh yeah. Team, what do you do? Just, you know, you have yeah. to outsmart them. Yeah. Well, speaking so. of trophies, did I tell you I finally got the trophy for redneck limousine the mark award trophy it's beautiful it's gorgeous no they spelled my did. name wrong thank no. you they spelled my name wrong what did how did they mess up jd uh, janner what's so hard it they wrote jd janner no one's ever made that mistake i've gotten dj tanner from the show full house yep. um jd oh, tanner Jay, that sucks man i'm like ah so the thing is, is it's a plate, it's on a plate. So they had to reorder the, uh, I'm not in control of this. That's the thing the publishing company is and they're in Paris. So, but they're, but guess what? The trophies are made in Florida. 
and distribution companies in Boca, but they're actually made, I think, in Jacksonville. So what I'm going to do, if nothing comes in the next, you know, I'm going to call her and find out. If nothing comes in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to take it down to my local trophy store and have them just change the plate and I'll pay for it and get, because I'm like, Oh my God. Like I wanted to put it on Facebook, make the whole thing, you know, yeah, my it, was, it was like such an honor. And then they had a flub. Yeah. Up the that just goes right back to like when John Travolta screwed up Dina Menzel's name. Right. It's yes. A- <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. I just heard so, about that on uh, on an interview with Chris Wallace and you know, <laughs> she said like, yeah, it was stunning at first, but then, you know, the amount of attention it got was just like great. <laughs> but you know, what's funny. My mom, my, my sister and I always laugh, like, because my whole through my career of, you know, being the ever the dreamer, you know, yeah. um, I always get like this close to the name, like, for example, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the one that's married to Faith Hill. Um, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Okay. Jim McGraw was inviting me to do jamborees in Delray or somewhere. So it was, so oh, close. I was invited to, yeah, so <laughs> close. I'm always like a letter away. I yeah. played Lilish Fair, not Lilith Fair. Right. You well, like 10 you know, years ago, they did, they did something. Were you guys at Willish Fair up in Orlando? It was a, it was a, an all female, uh, musician I, music festival. Familiar. Like I can't, I, I it sounds familiar. I, it I was in, remember. um, actually it was in a pulse. It was in the sister club to pulse, but that was, you know, years before Element. that happened. And, uh, so it's just funny. So, so my life has always gone that it was like, I'm one letter away from where I really want to be or who I want to be doing this with. And so like, you have to come to terms with that, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) It makes perfect sense that, you know, or I'd be giving directions to where we'd be playing and I'd be like, well, you're going to walk down A1A and you're going to see a beautiful patio with lights people sitting outside, keep going, <laughs> make a right at that place. And when you see the dumpsters from the Marriott, we're across from those dumpsters in the little German pub. It was funny. We, oh, we just, funny. Was just always like that, the one letter away. So um, it didn't really surprise me that much that it was J.D. Janner written on the... <laughs> so I'll you get that the, picture, It though, keeps hope I'm, alive, doesn't it? <laughs> Sure does. Yes. <laughs> it keeps hope alive. It's leading to something, you know, having all these stories is leading to, I can just see you sitting next to like Jimmy Kimmel and talking about these things. So yeah, yeah that works. That I was in Willish Fair. That, that was so funny because when that happened, my sister's like, wow, you got into Willish Fair. I'm like, no. Listen. Willish Fair. <laughs> Yeah, it's a knockoff. Yeah, it's like it's having a knockoff Rolex. Yeah, Perfect. like having a knockoff Rolex. Yeah, it's the same feeling. Right? Same thing. That's yeah, I have the Bolex or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy cow. You know the Roltex. But you know, I love talking to you because I'll be like, uh, "You want to do a podcast? I don't really have a guest or whatever. I'm not really feeling it." And you're like, "Oh." 
no, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to try and get this person. I'm going to shoot for that person. I'm going to try. And I'm like, oh, look at her go. <laughs> ever the optimist. But it's ever okay. The optimist, like we, right? Ever the optimist. But we, we've got some good folks coming up. Like, I got to say, we've oh, got yeah. um, this girl, Katrina, which I think is, this is really cool. She mm-hmm. makes LGBTQ and plus inclusive activity and coloring books for wow. teenagers, kids, teenagers, and adults. Oh, wow. And, that's so cool. Yeah. And you can buy them on Amazon. And I just want to show you uh, the coolest picture of the, of the, um, the things that, that, that she's got. It's, it's honestly, it's really, I, she's so creative. I think that's part of it is that. Oh my God, that is awesome. Right. What a creative, different, necessary, needed. Necessary. Idea. Right. So right? She's, um, yeah. the big book of LGBTQ positivity. And then nice. there's. A to Z of LGBTQ plus terms, which again, oh. helpful, right? Yes. My big LGBTQ coloring book and my big book of families. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's there for all ages. They're available on Amazon. She's super, um, like super cute. She just seems super Oh, yeah. Oh, look so at her that. Name is, uh, Katrina, you can follow her on Instagram at LGBT underscore llama underscore official um and that's how i uh you know found her like i just i wow found her and it's great i mean there's like for it takes like the most normal thing right like instead of mom and dad maybe mom and mama dad and papa right yeah yeah grandparent instead of say grandparent instead of nan or granddad Mm-hmm. if you it's just um it's just absolutely the basic stuff that everybody yeah really needs to be retaught a little bit yeah you know? I love that, that idea yeah I'm looking forward to her meeting her yeah. so we've got her coming up and then we've got my uh longtime friend Kathy Caton and yeah the um the owner of Brighton Gin and that oh, is yeah. one of the only LGBTQ owned and operated distilleries. That is awesome. UK. Yeah. When I met I her, she was doing a, um, a radio show and my first year here. And I did, uh, I did, I did her radio show talking about the, uh, the lesbian lounge podcast. Oh. And um, after the, after that, we went out for coffee and got to know each other a little bit. And we've just kind of been following each other on social media ever since. Oh, how cool is that? It's really cool to see this career change, um, but how yeah. it started off so small. She used to do deliveries on her bicycle to oh. different cars, you know? Now wow. they've got like a van. They're in all kinds of great places. Wow. And that, outside of Brighton, you know what I mean? Like, it, they yeah, yeah. Look big. I mean, you know, like over Amazing. here, Defeater Gin, uh, Tangeray. Sapphire, right, Sapphire, like you're competing with all these big names, and yeah, you know, she's right up there with them, and it's really that's awesome. Yeah. So that reminds me of uh, Lady and Sons, uh, uh Paula Dean. She yeah. started out delivering in Savannah, delivering lunches to uh, to office buildings, 
And so, um, and it was called Bag Lady because she'd have these bag lunches. Yes. Yeah. And she um, and her sons would help her do it. She was a single mom. And then she opened up the restaurant, Lady and Sons. That, that's how she started. It was like Ina Garten. She started like she was worked on, uh, you know, like Wall Street in finance. And yeah. um, she ended up leaving that and just taking it yeah. and opening up a tiny little gourmet, you know, like uh, gourmet shop that sold like jams and you know yeah and things like that and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger wow yeah. wow that's I, honestly, I don't like normally watch um tv like on a sunday night or whatever I'll, like i'll catch up on some of my shows or whatever but yeah i started watching who's talking to chris wallace yeah and, um and you know he's been around forever he's been doing news yeah for chris wallace but now he's doing these really cool in-depth interviews and he's had on really good people. Wow. Really good people. I have George to check Cohen. that out. Yeah, he was uh, talking to, and they're very easygoing conversations. You know, yeah. like when people would go on Larry King and he would have, you know, his suspenders and his microphone and he'd be like <laughs> drilling them. Yeah. These are just really easy conversations about how you got started um you know uh, moments you know whatever that were like headlining moments like in their life or whatever and he had yeah. Ina Garten he had Adina Menzel uh George Clooney Dion Warwick I mean I found that wow. one absolutely fascinating love her yeah, yeah. I, so especially now because Burt Bacharach passed away right so she's really, yeah yeah you know, talking about all that so yeah I, I just find it really interesting like Kathy's story you know, like from starting out this small little thing and, and being able to watch it grow, especially on social media, because, you mm -hmm. know, think about people that started small and are big now or whatever. Right. And right. they did it without social media, you know, right? Like, that's intense. Yeah. Right. That, <laughs> that is true. Intense. Yep. And then I told you um, that I got the, the 80s ladies Coming yeah, up. I can't wait to speak with them. Oh, that's they have, be fun. Um, they have a podcast called 80s TV Ladies. And uh -huh. uh, it's devoted to the ladies of 80s TV. It's about it's more, more so about the female-driven uh, 80s TV shows. Um, and it's from their modern perspective. So it's, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I think they're in the midst of like a deep dive of Remington Steel right now because... Oh, okay. I have to, I have to check it out a little bit, but they're, you know, check out their website. I think it's 80s, um, 80s TV ladies.com. Um, that is cool. Give me a little background on them. I think one of them has worked in TV. Mm -hmm. So she's able to get a couple of cool guests from back. Oh then. yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's, um, it's a, it's a, a fun Twitter account to follow that. I, that's where I found yeah. them. So I bet. Have, yeah. Susan and Sharon, uh, both on in March. Um, so yeah, that's a couple of good guests that, coming up. That's awesome. And I reached out to Cody Baccia. He is uh, an actor in my, he's my, my nephew's wife's brother. <laughs> and he is a young actor. Um, <laughs> okay. My nephew's wife's brother. And um, he is a very beautiful gay man. Uh, he just got married. 
And um, so they live in New York, but they they come down a lot because, uh, you know, his mom and dad, his family's down here. And so I just reached out to him last night. They had the premiere of a movie, an indie movie that he is in. And I think he had something to do with the production, either the directing or uh, he was one of the producers. Um, it's called Out of the Woods. And it's uh, it's like a, I think it's like a, like a slasher, like a, maybe not slasher, but like a horror movie. And it's about these teenagers that tell the campfire stories and then the stories start coming true. So, you know, when you sit around telling ghost stories and then the, the yeah, stories yeah. start That's happening to concept, them. Isn't it? Kind of a cool concept. So um, I reached out and he said, as soon as this weekend is over, because this, this is the big premiere weekend. Um, maybe it didn't premiere. I think it premiered somewhere. I think sometimes they do like soft openings, right? Like different theaters. Yeah. And then the big one is Saturday. So um, he's, uh, after that, he's going to reach out to me and we're going to have him on the show because oh, cool. I reached out and told him I'd love to have him on. So, yeah. And I was so excited to see the, um, the uh, state radio station in South Africa. What a nice advertisement they made for our show being yep. on their station every Tuesday yep. afternoon. Tuesday afternoon. Gesa, right? Gesa Radio. Uh, I was so excited get it to right. see that. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, Gesa Radio. And that is um, the voice of South African LGBT community. And they've got a, they've got a really cool lineup, man. They've got um, uh, this guy named Joseph Sinatra that's on Saturdays from seven to eight p.m. And yeah, rhythm and experience the beat of Joseph uh, Sinatra in the dance world. So that must be good dance music right there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They have Big Gay Fiction Wednesday afternoons. Um, and they, I think, give you a, a weekly dose of LGBTQ plus uh, lit book reviews, literary reviews, oh, nice. which is way cool. It's really, it's got some really diverse content. And I think that's the thing that I like about, you You know, they have um, chat with Laura and friends on Friday afternoons, and that's everything about style and empowerment, <laughs> fashion oh. Personal nice. development, a boost of inspiration. So <laughs> they've got just uh, some super cool, super cool stuff. They got a business show, Business Titans, on Monday uh -huh. afternoon. So, you know, it's and it's all you can live stream it. So I guess if you, do, if you do your world clock math. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which you are the expert. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're on Tuesday afternoons at 1.30. Uh, is that their 1.30? Their 1.30. Their 1.30. Awesome. Uh, and that, can I tell you how they described us? Mm-hmm. Featuring lively chats with guests and a variety of topics. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so let's just say hi to all our gay yeah, LGBT community out there. And um, definitely, definitely. They're a fun follow as well. Like on uh, Instagram, you can follow them and, and it kind of go through their profile page and it tells you every day of the week what's going on. 
which is they have great content. Yeah. 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 yeah, really good content, I'm really diverse. Very proud to be part of that. I I have to do a post about that tonight because I want to get the word out about that. And, yeah, uh, and they like, have beautiful music it, that they play also. I mean, I think the reason that I began doing podcasts first, I used to do FM radio with Mark mm-hmm. and G, right? So we had Mark and yeah. G. You know, yeah. And that was like FM radio, Power 96.1, if you recall. And um, mm-hmm. when a rock channel bought them out, everybody just kind of like was left not knowing what to do. And a uh, couple of yeah. went by, and this guy that was producing Mark's show, another Mark, his name was Mark Winter, he called me up and he said, I am working for a web-based a web-based radio station. Yeah. So that's I right. And nobody really knew what streaming mm-hmm. was, what live streaming was, what a podcast was. Right, right, you know, right. Um, so he he said, uh, so I'm working for this uh, web-based radio station and it was in Deerfield. And um, he said, and they're looking for content. So why don't you come down and pitch something to them? And so I walked into this, it just was like an office building. Like it was very strange. It was just an office office building and you didn't really get a feel like, like you were walking into like clear channel radio station. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, mm, a lot of computers, a lot of yeah. behind there pushing up their glasses, watching, you know, yeah, and yeah, then it yeah. was, like a studio room, you know, that had the sound yeah, yeah. And the walls and the big microphones. And I was like, okay, all right. So uh, I met with Mark and he um, introduced me to the, the owners of the station and they explained, uh-huh. much to my surprise, <laughs> that <laughs> they, um, they had a lot of different content, but their most active was porn-based. Oh, and and like, that never goes out of style. I was like, uh, this might not be right for me. And they were like, no, no, right, no, 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 no. Right, right. The shows that are doing really well are shows that tell you how to make money off of it. Not, oh. not like being uh. in it, not producing a <laughs> film, but how to make money from websites and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that still doesn't sound great. And they said, that's okay, because you don't have to do that. You can pitch whatever you want to pitch. So oh, pitched, that was good. I thought, let me keep one foot in the door of being dirty. Right, right. But I want to make it fun. <laughs> like, right. I want to make fun of porn. That's so you. Oh, right? perfect. Like, so oh, I yeah, came awesome. up with the show, right, called Dirty White Chicks. <laughs> And I, of course, brought Donna in to be my news person. Um, and we had really interesting, different, like, segments. Like, um, mm-hmm. I would read a paragraph from Jenna Jameson's book. She's a porn star. Why not? Right? <laughs> I had a segment called Lesbian Tips for Straight Men. Oh. <laughs> um, we did, like, News of the Week. We reviewed uh, one porn website a week, and then we would also interview porn stars, oh. which was hilarious <laughs> because, you know, I'd be like, so what do you actually tell your parents you're doing 
when you're off shooting porn because these girls were like, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21. Oh. They were so. Oh young. my God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we would, we would just, you know, have a rip and, and, and just, <laughs> but it did really, really well. Um, so yeah, it's, it was, it was a, a super strange time to be doing that. And yet <laughs> we are right. Everybody's got a podcast, but I will tell you this. I did. I think I put this on, let me just double check here because this was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's on my own website, didn't I? On my own Facebook. Okay. New podcasts on the decline with an 80% drop over the last two years. Oh. You know what? So good. Oh. All the people that couldn't make their movies and their television shows right? or go yes. on tour, right? Sat around making podcasts <laughs> and, and pushed all us indie people off yes. to the side. And now they go back doing whatever they were doing. And they're gone. Yeah. Their podcasts are done. So they're back to the big screen. Right. Right. So we can just like blow the door down with our stuff. Yes. I am looking forward to that. Yeah. And you know what? We've sustained and I'm really proud of us that we've been going and we, we've had some really, really cool guests um, for a new, newer podcast. Yeah. Um, It was easier to get them last year, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Now everybody's busy again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the hard um, part is that everybody's busy again. It is really, really difficult um, to land guests. You know, like a lot of it is, oh, lost, yeah. isn't it? Like I get it. I yeah. find them through Twitter and through Instagram. And so a lot of them really are just lucky that, you know, I'm lucky they answered back, you know? Yes. But um, and I'm, I'm finding yeah. Facebook is not the way to look. It's, it's either got to be Instagram or Twitter, which I'm not much on on Twitter but um <laughs> but reached, like I when I reached out to Cody I reached out to him on Facebook and I'm like I probably should have done it on Instagram and then you know being the fact that he's you know related to my family I should have just called him on the phone but I didn't text him yeah, yeah right him. I, that's I funny. Him at, you know at any event that's uh yeah. you know baptisms weddings whatever when people get together with family but so yeah, so we'll, I'm looking forward to him coming on. And you know what's, uh, what's cool too is because we're, you're doing um, Palm Beach Pride. Once yeah. we find out who's headlining, we should yeah. definitely get those people booked in for interviews. It doesn't have to be about Pride. It can just yeah, be about whatever, yeah. you know, whatever they do. That would be fun. Let's definitely. To see them, you know. Yeah, let's definitely do that. And I want to also get in touch with the drag queens from Orlando. When I went up to Hamburger Mary's up there, they were amazing. They were great. And I yeah, told them about were, the show. They were so good. So, they were flawless. I, they were flawless. They like, were flawless. I felt like I was looking at Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't believe my eyes. And I'm like, we're not in some Vegas big venue. We're in Hamburger Mary's and on church street in downtown orlando why aren't these people you know on major stages because they really put the time the detail because the teeth um there was a whole thing with the guy that uh that did reba that the teeth were either his lip went in 
when he was Reva or their lip went out when he was Cher. And it was the same set of teeth. That's crazy. <laughs> and that he was telling us the secret. And yeah, and it was like, it was really amazing. And the Tina Turner uh, drag queen uh, told me that it took her like three years to get that down, that act down, like to be oh, like yeah. teeth, have it so perfected. So yeah, they were flawless. They were amazing. And you know um, what, God bless them because what these queens are going through now, you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's horrific. You know, they're... they're the, the good that they put out, you know, like doing story times and stuff like that and and um, getting children to be okay, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and then to have these like, you know, anti-gay, anti-drag queen, you know, people come and deface the property and disrupt these events. Yeah, yeah. It's all fear-based. It's all oh, totally. fear-based. Yeah. But the fact that it's creeping into government you know, like you got Dennis oh, over there that's, you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Right. absolutely. So it's, uh, you know, got, really like just bless their hearts for enduring and continuing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, still, I mean, the whole thing behind it is the joy that it brings people. You oh, know what I mean? Definitely. It oh, is totally. Like, I honestly, like, I was never a huge fan. I will admit it. It's not that I disliked them. I got nothing out of it. You know, yeah, like, it wasn't, yeah. um, I don't know. Like the funny ones are fun. Uh -huh. You know, like <laughs> we would go yeah. to like drag bingo or whatever and they rip on the right, audience. Right. Kind of like, I'm totally yeah, down. Yeah. I'm okay. But to go and see a show where each one comes out and lip syncs or whatever, I was, I would kind of get a little restless. Um, uh -huh. But now that it's, it's just so celebrated, you know, like. It's such an art form. Yeah. yeah, like we oh, just have RuPaul's channel. He has an entire channel. That's wow! All the seasons of Drag Race and all the shows that they produce, uh, you know, on top of that. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We just paid for it because we can't go, we can't do Sundays without watching Drag Race. Whether, uh. <laughs> whether it's RuPaul's Drag Race, whether it's Canadian, whether it's the UK. You know, but we're going, we're going, we have to watch like a drag show on Sunday, like sometimes. <laughs> so we've actually just paid for the wow channel from, from RuPaul. And I never thought I'd be saying that. Like, I never thought I'd be sitting here saying, <laughs> God bless the Queens. <laughs> you know what? There's a, there's a show I found, I think, I want to say it's Netflix, but it might've been Showtime. I love documentaries or docu-series about, you know, could be whoever. It's not always arts and entertainment, but um, I find them fascinating, the real life stories of people, right? So, so there's, I saw, so I was in the docu-series uh, section of, I, I want to say it was Netflix. Um, and there's a show called We're Here. Yes. And we you know it? Yeah. Oh, what a great concept. It was because so they, good, wasn't it? Is that the one with Bob? Bob the drag queen. Yeah, the, the uh, big heavy set. Big black guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they go into these towns where people are not Changela, accepting. Changela, and right. they, yeah. And they change people's perspective yes. about it. And it's amazing. You know, they go to these little podunk towns and yes. places where people would not be accepting them. And they actually 
are changing people's feelings about that. And it was, and it changing the people in that, in those little towns lives because yes. now yes. they're out and they're, they're having the, you know, they're living their truth and they're doing what they're thing. Yeah. I, was it, what a great show. So you've seen it then you've, you've seen oh, yeah. that show. Yeah. Like, probably like two or three uh, seasons, I think. Right. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Yeah. And it, we, it actually aired on like the BBC here and um, oh. it went to like streaming services. So we got to, you know, like to see it a, a couple of years ago, actually, I think. And we just got hooked. It was, I mean, it was just so good. And now Bob, the drag queen's traveling with Madonna on tour. Really? Angelo was just on dancing with the stars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that stuff it does. It changes lives. It's crazy. I've been I've been doing like some docuseries because I watched the the Pam Anderson one. Pamela Anderson um one. The Yeah, yeah. Love Love Pam. Love Pamela. Nope. Was that the book? I don't know. <laughs> I bought the book too and I read the book. It was really, really good. But the um the documentary was great. Like I have just a whole different perspective now. Like I think everybody had the same thoughts about her. A lot of it was you know, she got what she deserved, you know, especially with, mm-hmm. the well, if you're going to be like that, then you got what you deserve, you know, what, what do you, yeah, care? Yeah. you were in Playboy, what do you care, you know, who's seeing you naked and all this stuff, you know, like they right, don't right. like a person behind there, you know, yes. like absolutely, human yeah, being. people and forget that, yeah, what the press did, you know, what the paparazzi did and put her through mm-hmm. was brutal in the media, it was just absolutely, yeah, in the law, lawsuits, you know, when she tried to get that tape back mm-hmm. and sue. she ended up giving up because she was pregnant with her with her second son and mm-hmm. she was the stress of the trial and she's oh, like, yeah, yeah. having a, just a room full of lawyers ask you the most intimate personal questions you know was just absolutely traumatizing and it's just like of course yeah. that would be. like and nobody would should have to go through that you know it's it's just exactly horrible. but the way she uh persevered i think is the only word i can think of like you know yeah she knew when to get out of her marriage she you know and she keeps getting married i think she's been married (laughs) four times and she's just like you know like didn't give up on love but i do think that she's come to the realization that she probably will never have a love like she had with tommy lee you know and yeah yeah father of her kids and no relationship is ever going to match that, you know. So instead that of looking, yeah, instead of looking for that, she's kind of like, you know, she did Broadway. She just she was in Gypsy. Wow, you know, wow. unbelievable. Like she's just kind of turned the focus back into what do I want to do? What's right for you me? Have, you know, you I mean, have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's just it's just absolutely inspiring. Like the. The documentary was great. The book was really well done. And um, I just think if, uh, you know, and I felt that way about Prince Harry's book too. Like I thought it was really well done and I don't care who didn't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care that he rustled feathers, that he, you know, he, yeah. the, you know, the monarchy or whatever. I, I think he, he, it's hard to say. <laughs> and I really changed my thoughts on this because <laughs> didn't get to watch the Grammys, but I do see clips, you know, after yeah. and for Harry Styles to say, this never happens to anybody like me. 
was kind of like, <laughs> oh God, read the room. You know, it right, just, right. You know, a white privileged kid that came from a successful boy band. You know? Read the room. <laughs> it was all in place. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like, I, I'm extremely aware of that. And I won't say that he was treated badly or poorly because yes he's a prince you know what i mean like i right right that. Uh, i understand that harry is a prince but i do and so yeah. i think that he was treated badly like neither one of those kids were ever given help after princess diana yeah. passed away yeah you know and they and you know charles as a parent was a crappy parent there's yeah, no way yeah. to say it. He was a crappy, <laughs> crappy parent. And I think, you know, they both suffer from it, but I do think that oh, yeah. William was, you know, molded and shaped to be a king, whereas Harry right. a dumped on because he was fair, <laughs> you know? The spare heir, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that was my take. And and I don't think that he was whinging or whining or complaining about it. I think he was just putting it out there so that people understand why he left. You know? Yeah. Because, right, right. you know, if you read it, you don't blame him. You're like, go, live your life. Right. Take your family. You know? Exactly. Like, right, right. Yeah. I, it, you know, he was, in my opinion, he's he was less protected than William would ever be. Oh, and, definitely. And he, yeah. And he sure. had to rise up. Like he's got two kids. He's got a wife. He mm -hmm. you know, had to yeah. wait to make his, his wife feel safe and feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked, I, I liked the book and I, and I watched, I watched their Netflix doc too. You know, it was really, so, really good. So what is that? Uh, he's like, there's no way he'd ever be king, right? I mean, that's why he's a spare heir. He's not in line to be right to have to be king. So that's right. why he's, right. He's like Charles would have to die. William would have to die. George, William's kids, you know, each one of them would have to die. Right, <laughs> right, right. So it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But um, but he, you know, he he understands that, you know, and I don't think that he had any expectation. You know that, and I don't think that he ever felt badly about it until he got married. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a real fairy tale story, though, from her perspective. I mean, who who does that happen to? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. An yeah. amazing story. And they're so. so. I, I think they're so like lovely together, and I do think that mm -hmm. the British press and the relationship that the current monarchy has with the British press is absolutely detrimental to a person like Megan. you know yeah they yeah. were never gonna accept her and they were always going to try and control the narrative and um yeah I don't I I, I don't know I will I, I can't believe that someone like her where she came from, you know, what she just married into, I can't imagine going into that and being a bitch. Right? You, <laughs> you can't. You can't, right? I mean, you, no might, you might make a lot of faux pas, you know? <laughs> right. And you might, um, 
get a little stressed about what you, what you're supposed to do and what people think that you should know when it's never been in your realm. You know what I mean? It's right. never been in your realm right. of thought. And yet, you know, people expect you to know these these traditions and things that have been in place for years and years and years. So I, I, you know, I just can't imagine um, being a bitch. I just, I just can't. So I'll never believe yeah. that. I'll, I'll, I absolutely <laughs> never believe that. But um, yeah, it's, you know, like, like you said, the documentaries are, are like amazing because they're really giving you someone's perspective, you know, if they're done, yeah. well, if they're done right, you know, right. I right. Don't, you know, like I, I've kind of had enough of, of uh, like, I did not go see this current Whitney Houston movie. Oh yeah. That's been, I agree. Yeah. That story's been told. It didn't need to be over. Told. Right. It didn't need to be. Yeah. Told. And I don't like it when the family doesn't give their blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you feel yeah. like something's not right here. You know, <laughs> something's not right here. If the family's <laughs> not okay with this, something's not right here. But I did see where, um, Michael Jackson's nephew is going to be playing him in a biopic. Oh, wow. That's nice. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember whose kid it is. It's either Tito's or Randy's. Yeah, we're just going to ask you whose yeah. kid is that. But Well, I just watched um, Showtime's George and Tammy. It's not really a documentary. Oh, I, just, I keep uh, seeing that pop up on my thing. Yeah. It was a, it was a series, a, very, a limited series. What an amazing, like, I knew some of their story, but I didn't know, you know, like what a maniac George Jones was. And uh, he, you, you know, wouldn't you think it to look at him, would you? No, you would Never. not. In fact, <laughs> yeah. The guy that played him, I don't, I can't think of his name uh, in the, in the movie, in the series, didn't really look like him, but at all. Yeah. She, I noticed that in the picture. Amazing. Yeah, he didn't look. He did not look like George Jones at all. But Jessica Chastain just like becomes the people that she, she is yeah. doing these movies. Like Michael Tammy Faye. Yeah, that's the guy. Michael yeah, Finn. yeah. And he, but they. I think they both did their own singing. I know she did her own singing, and she's, uh, a, she's one really good actress. She's amazing, and she's one of the executive producers. So. I think it's almost like I was re reading the other day that people like stars, especially when you're a star, but when you yeah. want to be making these movies now, gone are the days where people were discovered, you know, somewhere like now you have to create your opportunities. It's and so I can't good. remember where I heard that, who said that, but it was someone in the business it's saying, really, really true. You have to create your your project yeah. so if you're if you're wealthy enough and famous enough to have your own money to put up to it you know that's if you watch like the l word all of those original women are all executive producers of that one yeah. uh frankie and grace and frankie uh both both of those women are executive producers every actor and has their almost, own production company now yes i right? mean you really have to create your and you know that they, I, I, like Reese Witherspoon, you know, like mm -hmm. she puts Absolutely. out a lot of content, you know. She was one of the first women, actually, that were like that powerful to do that. And now, yeah. like, you see everyone, almost always when you see something like that come out, 
the actress, the lead actress, is one of the executive producers. And then, of course, they have to get more people because they need so much money. Yeah. They get, have to get more executive producers. And Christina Applegate had a problem with um, Dead to Me because she had, yeah, he really, really screwed her to the point where, because he pulled all his people out after it was so successful the first season. And she had a, like a, a breakdown, a mental breakdown. She went, like had to go into like, a, a, you know, get, you know, rest or I don't know what, like not a rehab, but she had to go and just get herself back together because she just, the pressure became so much to keep. I mean, I can't believe like she did this thing. She put it together. It was wildly successful yeah. and you still pull your people out, you know, and yeah. she said he's famous for doing that. And she kind of expected he would, but, and then he did. So, you know, that leads you. Know you what? The third season was amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. I will watch it yeah. again. Yeah. Like, I thought, yeah, I just thought everybody was so good in it. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, it leaves you like floundering. Now you've got this this great show and you got to find money again to yeah. for people to put the money into it yeah so there's that, that whole other like crazy side of the business but so jessica chastain was uh one of the executive producers and uh she just did a great job i'm a big tammy lynette fan so i was there was so much of that story i did not know about her but i have a friend a friend of mine who i was singing with in the 90s um got to open for Tammy Lynette at a festival oh, wow. and yeah and it was right before she passed away like probably a year or two oh, before wow. she passed away and I remember her telling me she was so ill that they had to practically prop her up on the stool to come out and sing mm -hmm. and she had a feeding tube that she was getting or maybe I don't know if it was a feeding tube or she was getting IV nutrition before she went on on stage and that's they show that in the show that was true oh, and um she had she was very ill with um abdominal adhesions from a botched hysterectomy when she had georgette jones her last oh, child and they she had like i think they said 14 surgeries and they could never really correct it so she was on a lot of a lot of iv pain meds and so oh, it's it's a great really great series but i didn't know that part of her story i did know she was ill because yeah. of what my friend told me and that was actually true you see her getting the iv and she could barely you know she's on stage and she was so frail and the and then the thing that really shocked me was she was only 58 years old when she died yeah i when i saw the pictures oh, because yeah. claire got to maybe say hello to her like a lot of times when you open for these people you never meet them never you know them. You yeah. don't yeah. even meet them but she did i think get either a picture with her or her husband at the time snapped a picture when she was walking past her and wow she looked really really sickly and frail in the picture mm -hmm. that was not a fixed picture in a magazine you know that was right. from his own camera that was before phones had cameras and stuff but um, it was oh. so sad to see that that part was true. Uh, um, yeah, I recommend that. Sorry, I went off on a tangent because I just love that show so much. I, I wish there was more of it. 
Hello. Is that, is that Molly or Bruce? Yes. I can't. That's, that's Molly. Molly. Bruce is not that, he's not that chipper to be doing that right now, right? right? He's, he's, wait, yeah, wait, I would never do that with him right now. <laughs> I try and leave him alone as much as I can. Okay. So I highly recommend that, that as a watch. I, 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 I do like Jessica Chastain. And if you like her, uh, you will love the movie three, the three, the three, five, five. Oh, is that new? Is that a new movie? It's um nah, from 2022. I oh, watched it I... with my parents when I was home. <laughs> um, but it's got uh, her, Penelope Cruz, Diane Kruger, mm -hmm. Bing Bing Fan. I don't know if you know, she's she's really cool. And um, it's really, really good. It's about uh, a bunch of different intelligence agents. Like, like she's like CIA, Diane Kruger is like from whatever the German equivalent of the CIA is. And uh, yeah, they all come together to take down um, someone that set them up. Someone oh, oh. really, really, really good. That. Yeah, I love like a good, like female ass kicking, you know, female driven <laughs> right. ass kicking movie. And that is definitely one of them. <laughs> you will be like, eh. um, yeah, it was really, really good. I mean, as a matter of fact, I made, I missed the last 15 minutes of it with my parents because I was leaving the next day and Donna was coming over to say goodbye. And yeah. so I didn't want to tell my parents, pause it for me, you know, uh, <laughs> and then I left the next day and never got to see the last 15 minutes of it. So oh, it man. this year for me to find it. And then I made Gemma watch it so I could see the last 15 minutes. <laughs> no. I will look for that. I yeah, will look for that. Right now we are like midway through Truth Be Told on Apple. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I love me some Octavia Spencer and that is a good one. That's yeah. A, um, and it's really good this season. It's a little darker than last season, but really good. Um, and uh, what's the other thing? Well, like everything's kind of like coming back now. We went through such a period where there was absolutely we weren't getting like the the stuff that we normally get you know like yeah yeah all the Chicago's all the NCIS's we were getting any because they were all gradually being moved to the streaming services oh oh yeah they went yeah. from regular network you know television or whatever to streaming services so I had to kind of like go like oh okay well NCIS's are on Disney and you know some of the Chicago's are still airing now on our regular TV, but you can also find them on streamers. So it's been like a huge adjustment um, over here with uh, American television shows. So I, yeah, you know, all this, but I have been like I I kind of forced myself to watch some old, like I told you, I watched all eleven seasons of Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even tell you some of the famous people that are in that and That's like crazy. Emma Thompson was a was a, a a guest star you know yeah Lisa Pedro, before friends you know before, before, any, before right? they were famous yeah so a lot it, of them before their plastic surgery right yeah yeah and then I'm watching like all uh, I watched all eight seasons of mom 
because I loved that show. Oh, I didn't I get to that see show. That. Yeah, that show was great. So I don't. It's a shame they ended it because no one on that show wanted it to end. They were very surprised when it got canceled. But Anna Ferris, is that the way you say your name? Yeah. She um she didn't want to do the show anymore. But I mean, they could have con- tried to continue it. I, I thought well, uh, that eight season without her, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel I her. Didn't feel it. I thought right. that girl. What's her name? The big tall blonde Kristen that she Johnson. played. Yes, I thought she was great in yeah. that. Like it was so good. I don't think she lost anything. Yep. So yeah, and that the guy, was the uh, Adam. You know, in the wheelchair. Yeah. He was great. He's from. He's he from. Was. He's from Buffalo. Is he? Oh. <laughs> he yeah, that was a, a great show. Yeah. And uh, um, I was also going to say, oh, do you, did you watch a million little things? Were you a fan yeah, of that show? Or the final. Oh, the final. Well, it's been. A, it was a few seasons. It started in 2018, and the final season started. It finally came back last night. And I had yeah, to set I was going to tell you, I saw that on my Twitter. And I was so like, all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, you remember that I watched? Yeah. I watched it, yeah. And I got and you know, pre- I, pleasantly surprised that it was there. Yeah, I know. It's weird the way, like, like we have Grey's Anatomy, you know, mm-hmm. the current season, whatever it is, 18, 17, 18. Wow. It's amazing yeah. when shows. But there's only the six episodes. and, and it's been gone for like two months and I keep wow. saying it's because of football, right? <laughs> right. right? It's right. Because like the end of the football season and then there's the playoffs and then it, you know, like football used to be like Monday night football and that was it right now it's Monday, Sunday, and Thursday. Oh uh, yeah. So I feel like towards the end, then you have the playoffs and that can, you know, that was on Saturdays, the playoffs, some of the playoff games. It was Saturday, right? Like the end of the football season all the way through the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It, a huge chunk of regular network television. That's true. Yeah, very true. Just a hiatus. So I'm waiting for, I watch Station 19 and I watch um, Grey's and that both of them are stuck on the sixth episode. And they have... <laughs> Have not uh continued and Yellowstone. Oh my god. Yeah, I heard that was good. I never watched that. I never I don't know, it never looked like it would appeal to me, but everyone's telling me to watch it. So seriously watch it because I am telling you they have uh well I'm on season five and um there is uh, a girl who's a country country singer and I I want to say it's Lainey Wilson, but don't, I'm not quite sure, but she's so good. And really? She's kind wow. of playing, it's, she's a real singer that has, mm-hmm. you know, real albums and everything, and, but she's, she's actually playing a country singer on Yellowstone, so it, it's Oh, cool. oh. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I love that, and, uh, and I love the music, you know, like, I don't know who picks it but it's some mm-hmm. of the most amazing country songs I have ever heard. Wow. So, so I love Yellowstone. Wow. I, Is, are uh, they still making Yellowstone? Are they still making there's that? There's talk the, that this might be the final season, but nobody knows for sure. I wonder if they need um, if they need Redneck Limousine on their show. <laughs> I have sure. to tell my publishers to, to try to reach out. Well, uh, it's not there. Like, oh, geez, I just got a cramp. Um, uh, this guy that Taylor Sheridan 
has got he's pretty much locked up all of Paramount Plus. So yeah, he wrote and produced Yellowstone, right? He wrote in yeah. 1883 with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Mm-hmm. Again, I have never seen such amazing television. Like I am wow. so stunned that that got overlooked at the Emmys. Like stunned. Yeah. When I tell yeah. you the acting, the, the cinematography, the you know the uh, the story the story was amazing um and then he also does uh mayor of kingstown which i don't watch and um i then i got hopelessly addicted to the tulsa king with sylvester sloan <laughs> Again, I great music you know yeah yeah really good stuff so yeah, <laughs> i um but those are like that that was fast. I'm not liking 1923 with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that one either. Are these all Netflix? Uh, streaming? Paramount, Paramount Plus. Oh, you just, just said Paramount. Oh, okay. Or Peacock I I still... for you guys, but they all stem from. Oh, okay, okay. So I see. They they all stem from. Yellowstone has spawned a clothing shop. A whole bunch of podcasts. It's wow, unbelievable! But that's crazy. The origin stories of this family from Yellowstone goes mm-hmm. back to 1883. Oh, okay. Hence the other show, right? And then yeah. 1923. You know, it's mm-hmm. all about the Dutton family. And then if you watch, yeah, it, yeah. you understand. Interesting. Why he wants to save this his ranch. You, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get it all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Why they're in Montana in the, in 1883. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were in a, a group that was leading immigrants from, I think it was like, I don't even know, some like Texas maybe, I don't know, but leading them through the Oregon Trail to end up in Oregon. So there were immigrants from Ireland and Poland and all over that came to America and then didn't know how to get to where they wanted to be. So they were paying Americans to lead them across the West, you know, the Oregon, where they were like coming up against Indians and wild animals and weather and all that stuff. They needed like ranchers and cowboys like to help them get there yeah so this, right right that was the origin story so they they were supposedly supposed to get to oregon and they uh in 18 in in the 1883 series you find out why they ended up in montana and why oh i see right interesting and then, and then like so it goes from 1883 to present time you know yellowstone is present time and right. if, like if you really get swallowed up in it, you go, oh my God, they went from like having to worry about weather and right. Right. wild animals and crossing rivers and all that kind of stuff to like uh, corporations now trying to, you know, <laughs> to just right. the ranch. That's, and, yeah, and that's cool. Or I can see sell. when you can get completely invested in that if you start oh, yeah. watching that, you know? Yeah. But it's also, I think, really shining the spotlight on Native Americans. Yeah, know, yeah. People oh, that's to them, thing. you know. Like yeah. The last thing in 1883 was 
you know, that that Dutton, James Dutton, Tim McGraw saying, you know, this is this is our land. This is our land. And one of the Indians say you can have it, but we're taking it back in seven generations because it had Indian spirits. So now that family, the Rainwater family is uh, Uh buttoned up against Kevin Costner, you know, so it's generations later. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. But the thing with the 1823 was it was like the prohibition era era. And also they were trying to strip the indigenous and native American people of their um, heritage. So they were sending them to Catholic school where priests were beating them and, oh, yeah, and, and trying to turn them into like cowboy wives, Catholic oh. cowboy wives. Uh, uh-huh. And there's just this storyline that's just too heavy. Like I can't, Wow. I can't watch them beating the tar out of this like Indian girl. Oh just, yeah. Uh. Then, you know, like the, I, I could probably watch the fifth episode because I think I think one of the the girl finally escapes (laughs) finally escapes she killed both nuns and finally escapes but she's fearful that the the priest is going to come in and find her so yeah it's just really really heavy a lot of stuff is super graphic like the first couple of yeah of uh 1883 that i watched where like an animal would die I would get like so heartbroken, you know, but I, you got to understand 1883, they didn't have like veterinarians and, you know, that's you know true. I mean? that's, and so, the people didn't even live long, too long. So the right, animals, right. so I had to keep that in mind, even watching Yellowstone because he's a rancher, you know, yeah. and Stan seeing an animal get roped and, you know, and, and oh, I know I can't. Yeah, I hear But it's yeah. all a part of ranch life. And I think there's right. off like another series. I think the the trip, the the 666 is ranch. I think they're going to end up like having a, a series about that, too. But it's just wow. the, the actors are just really, really good. The scripts it's are becoming amazing. like a franchise of all of these huge, huge. much like much like the 90 day fiance franchise. <laughs> I'm invested in. <laughs> I can't. I tell you what. I can watch. I can't. I think it's because it's produced by TLC. Yeah. I, I don't like going anything. Downhill. I don't like. I anything. agree. But yeah. I will watch, like on Netflix. Did you ever hear of My Unorthodox Life? Yes. That's really yes. good. That's that was a good one. Yeah. And I'm. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm full of shame to have to say this out loud right now but i just finished watching buying beverly hills another reality <laughs> show. full of shame see those are not so interested in the real estate and the wives the real estate ones and the wives the housewives ones don't well really funny you should say that because i was three episodes <laughs> in <laughs> this when i realized that mauricio that owns this you know, Beverly Hills real estate company is married to Kyle Richards of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, oh, there's and then a I was cross like, oh, all right. no, I know this family, <laughs> like I know this family from the, my Bravo days. <laughs> so yeah, I was like super ashamed to say that I've watched that, but I like, yeah, I don't mind some of the real estate ones, but yeah, I'm more about the restoration shows like, you know, HGTV. Yeah. Show. If I'm going to well, change. 
if 90 Day Fiance was, uh, how many years ago when you met that you know met Gemma and that you guys were dating? How many years is that? Like 14 years, 13, 14 years. Yeah, if yeah, that were around then, you guys could have been on that show because that's exactly what it's about. It's about yeah. one person yeah. being yeah. from <laughs> another country. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, I, but these I people do. make careers out of it. I mean. They're ordinary people, and once they get on these shows, then even if they break up, they're on 90 Day The Single Life and 90 Day Happily you know, Ever only, After. They only, they only get paid 15 grand. Yeah. They, what, per show or for the, for the season? Serious, for the season. Yeah, but it's still like a nice extra. And plus, they're famous. You know what else they do? they utilize that fame on Instagram and social media and they get sponsorships and yeah, but like they're when we idiots. had like they're, they're just big idiots. In the nobody respects them. True. Nobody, nobody it depends. Like I'll tell you what the best couple are these two gay guys, uh, Armando and Kenny and Kenny went to live in Mexico, but Armando's like 20 years younger than him. But Kenny looks amazing. He just doesn't look like, he's there's this age gap you know and he raised four children on his own as a single gay man that he had um you know a surrogate mom and he had twins or triplets and then one other child so that's kind of amazing that he did that he comes from tampa and he lives there and they're like one of the most popular couples they're happy together and of course there's always drama there's always has to be the drama that the family whatever but then now they started making candles so they're using that fame to make a candles you know to buy their candles what is that um, oh look that's brew oh i came down oh can you hear him yes i hear him oh i put my ear up to it yes i hear him Oh, he's coming Aww. down. That's nice. He's like, Mama, Mama, pay attention to me. <laughs> no, he's actually just like, leave me alone. <laughs> he's a nice one, So, yeah, it's uh, honestly, I I think, do they have the, is it called the Gay Guy Candle Company? The Gay No, no. no okay, because I follow, a, I follow an account on Instagram. Oh. It's like two guys that oh. started the candle company and the names of the candles are hilarious. Oh my God, that is funny. Yeah. I love that. I freaking yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, they have, I don't even know if it's their company. I think they hopped on as spokespeople for a company. I might be wrong that they started their own. I think they may have hopped on to be, whatever it is, they're using their, their fame on the show. That's all they can do because they don't have a talent, you know? <laughs> Like no, and I'm, you know not, what? I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm just saying no, it's you're the only right. thing they can do. You know? And the thing is, is that you're right. It's not like they can go off and be an actor on another show. But TLC, I was thinking like they really get away with like they're not hiring professional actors. So these people, they're giving them fifteen thousand dollars for a season each is nothing compared That's to what why. they would pay stars. Did you ever watch the show called Unreal? No. It was about a show like the bachelorette yeah yeah it was about the crew and the production company that was making that show mm-hmm. and i i feel like i learned a lot from that show and yeah, I, yeah. I, you know and of course our relationship with dan 
you know, knowing, yeah, right, knowing right. a little bit about the behind the scenes of the MTV stuff. Right, it's, yeah. It's it's the least respected. It is, you're damaging. right. It damaged. It is, I agree. It damaged original, original shows. It damaged. I totally agree. The writers, production, you know, like it just did a world of damage. Yeah, I that guy, you know, from Survivor and the Amazing Race on, just should have kept it. All the reality stuff should have been competition shows. Yeah, I agree. As much as yeah. I I watch them, I do totally agree with that. I then you take shows Hollywood. Yeah, it did wonder. because you get these spectacles. People, the more of a spectacle and freak you are, the more yeah. chance you have of getting on the show. And yeah. then and that's terrible because it teaches society to gawk, yeah. make fun yes. of. It. You know, like I, I feel like every person that's addicted to like my fat fiance or my oh yeah my big fat pound girl, life, yeah. whatever. <laughs> if every person that watched that show watched the movie The Whale, they would never watch another show like that again. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Understand, you know the the pain. Uh, uh, right behind it and exactly and, you know it's that's the, so true i, I like mean that. i agree with that because these people um you know as much as it makes them it gives They're them profiting someone else's pain and it's sad they are and yeah. and uh yes that is true that is yeah, true and really hard. and they i don't they, I, I don't like to support it like i i purposely like not that it counts you know like my viewership or whatever, you know, like <laughs> I don't want to give them the view. I don't want to give yeah. them, the that's it. I don't want to give them the stream. I don't want to give them the view, you know, like I, but so, again, if it's a competition show. I'll watch it. Like the traders. Yeah. Binged hard. We binged hard on the UK <laughs> and then right into the U S one, which they were so different. But I like the fact that it's a a competition show because it kind of, you know, people are talking about their strategies and whatnot, you know. Yeah, yeah. The money or whatever at the end. Oh. Well, even though they don't, they're not scripted shows, you could definitely see they are contrived yeah, situations. Yeah. You know, the situations are definitely make you sick. You know, like mm -hmm. but I have making sure he's okay. But I have my 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 bingey shows like made in chelsea over here that yeah I'll, i know that's all bullshit and i the, know the mindless uh like the hills mindless, you know we, we yeah, yeah. the hills reunion <laughs> you know like oh my god they're all in their 30s and and, and they're exactly as stunted as they were in their <laughs> like good lord yeah man. that is true that is true it's crazy but yeah, there's, <laughs> um, yeah, there's just been uh, like a, a, an explosion of television for us, especially when we got the new TV because the streamers were all kind of like included, mm -hmm. you know, on the TV. So we already had subscriptions to most things. Mm -hmm. and so like now I just like, I'm so overwhelmed at what I can watch, you know, right? like, literally it's true. <laughs> It's yeah. so much to choose from. You don't know what to choose. It's, that's it's true. so overwhelming that I have to have a list on my phone. <laughs> and what service is it's on? You know, because then you're looking for something and you're like, what was it on Paramount or was it on 
Disney. <laughs> right, right. On Hulu? That's like, was it on BBC? <laughs> like, like, oh my God, yeah. True, like I can't remember if it was Netflix or Showtime. Mostly those are the two that I'll watch the docuseries on, but Hulu's got some good ones too. But um, a lot of Hulu stuff through Disney, but we don't actually have Hulu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if it's Disney Hulu, then we'll probably yeah. Get it. But if yeah. it's strictly Hulu, then we don't get it. So that's hard because I do see a yeah. lot. Yeah, like Gemma's very hooked on um, Girls Five Eva. Oh, I don't see know what that is. See that one? It it is no. It's super friggin' funny <laughs> about like a girl group. That was really big uh, at one time. Like they had one big hit, and mm-hmm. now they're like older and married, and they're trying to get the band back together. Oh, oh. <laughs> super super funny. But uh, like we were never able to get that. Now all of a sudden it's on Netflix. Right. So, buddy, what's the matter? You can't get comfortable. Okay. Aw. Well, I'm glad we got to catch up today, and we're we have. Who do we have next week? Uh, we, next we, week have Kevin, we have Katrina from the from the LGBTQ coloring book company. Oh right, yes, I'm looking forward still to trying that. Trying to schedule, still trying to find a date for for Kathy from Brighton Gin because there's a lot. It's LGBTQ History Month here, so she's oh, oh different okay. engagements. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, then we have the '80s TV ladies. '80s ladies. Um, I think that's the first week of March. So yeah, it'll be good. It'll be that'll be fun. We've got some good conversations to be had. Yes, looking forward to it. Yes. Excellent. Well, it was lovely to see you. We Same. Uh, another shout out to the GSA. Uh, folks yes, thank you, thank South you, Africa. thank you for playing Super us. Proud. I hope we've had uh, fun on your Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> better thing you're doing on a Tuesday afternoon but listening to yes. chicks talking yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright listen I will uh, see you next week for sure sounds good All right. why do you always run back to the love you once knew you're addicted to a touch like never had you from your dreams and I could fail. Uh-huh. 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 We drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight drive to find you. And as I come in through the door, I see her dancing on the floor beside you.
Touch, that's true. 